0: This is Thoughts from the Metal Cabin, where only one opinion matters, and it's not yours. G'day there. How's your day been? Yeah, mine's probably been the same. But seeing as you have bothered to go to your podcast provider and choose this podcast to listen to, I guess I better expand on the day at hand. So this is what I found interesting in the last day or so. This is... The Almanac Report, on thoughts from the Metal Cabin. G'day there, and once again, thanks for tuning in to listen to me ramble on about issues that have cropped up in recent times and are worthy of discussion, let's say. And of course, there's no guarantee you will agree with my position or with uh, what I think is correct, but if it opens up discussion, then... Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, that's not what I'm here to discuss today. Perhaps that's for another episode. But what we did find out a few days ago was that Brian To'o, the Penrith and current New South Wales winger, declared that he wants to play for Samoa in the World Cup at the end of the year and not for Australia. Now, I think the way this was brought up was that if he was chosen for Australia, would he play? And he immediately came in and said that, no, he, his desire was to play for Samoa. And I guess one of the questions that has come up out of that is, should he therefore be still allowed to play for New South Wales, having declared his international uh, desire is to play for another country that isn't Australia? Well, at the moment, let's have a look at it. The origin rules state that you must not necessarily be born in the state that you are uh, representing, but that your junior football, your initial junior football, I think it's up to the age of 16, had to be played in that state. Well, Brian toto was born in Westmead Hospital in Western Sydney, and even though he is of Samoan descent, he grew up in the Sydney suburb of Mount Druitt, and he was educated at Rudy Hill High School. And he played his junior rugby league for St. Mary's Saints. So it's safe to say that he satisfies all the criteria of playing Origin for New South Wales. Now that he's declared that he wants to follow his heritage and play for Samoa, the question, as I said, is being asked, should he still be allowed to continue playing for New South Wales? Well, we have other players in recent times who have come up against this question. And for New South Wales, just recently, again, uh, Daniel Tupo and Katoni Staggs have both been asked to represent Tonga. Now, the question that was asked them was then, should they declare that they wish to be picked for Australia, in which case they could continue to play Origin, or if they didn't want to say, declare that they wanted to play for Australia, not necessarily declare that they wouldn't. Uh, Should they still be eligible for selection? Well, as it turns out, uh, Katoni Staggs was not picked for New South Wales for Game 2. And I'm assuming he's unlikely to play for Game 3. But Daniel Tupou was retained for New South Wales. And it's fairly obvious that both are looking to represent Tonga at the World Cup at the end of the year. We also had the situation last year where Ronaldo Mulatalo, the Cronulla center come winger was picked for, New, for, picked for Queensland, but he was overruled in the eligibility debate. Now, he had played for Queensland under-19s as a junior, but is originally from New Zealand. And I think what came up about it, and I'm not positive about this because I didn't really follow it as closely as I perhaps should have if I'm going to do a podcast episode about it, But that his initial junior rugby league was in New Zealand, but he didn't make any representative teams at that point. And the first representative team he made was for Queensland. And so that was why Queensland decided to pick him. And that was overturned. And it was a big kerfuffle at the time. The good thing about that is that uh, two weeks ago, he went on, or last week, sorry, he went on and he made his debut for New Zealand. uh, And he'd always wanted to play for New Zealand. So everything comes to a, a, its conclusion. Now we also have in regards to players who are playing for their state and looking to play elsewhere. At the moment we have Jerome Luai and Stephen Crichton have both declared or tentatively declared that they want to play for Samoa as well at the end of the year, the World Cup, even though they played for New South Wales last week instead of Samoa in the representative rounds. Now that's Fair enough, they're playing for New South Wales on a weekend that's set aside for the state of origin. Uh, And as I've said, they both want to play for Samoa. There are other players as well who are involved in this. Uh, You've got Junior Paulo, who is available for Samoa. Uh, Regal Campbell-Gillard, Regan Campbell-Gillard, I should say. And Tarek Sims, who both played in Game 1 for New South Wales, are eligible to play for Fiji. So... We come to a question as to, is it okay to play for your state if you are looking to play for a different country rather than Australia when it comes to International Rugby League? And part of that question, I guess, is does it cheapen International Rugby League by allowing these players to have two bites at the cherry to be able to play Origin and to also be able to play for another international country that is in Australia? Or does that cheapen the origin um, election, uh, selections? Um, and obviously some will say yes, and some will say no. And for me, at least, it's obvious that certainly with the New South Wales players, and you look at those Penrith players, they are proud to represent New South Wales. They are born in New South Wales. They've played all their junior football in New South Wales. They want to play for New South Wales. It's just that they also want to represent their heritage, and their heritage is Samoan. So there's being allowed to play both those things, where eligibility for both is, is currently, they are following the rules entirely. For New South Wales, they have they've, uh, covered every eligibility clause, And for Samoa, they've covered every eligibility clause, as it currently is. Now, surely, by being allowed to do this, as they currently are, both levels of representation are the stronger for it. New South Wales are picking their strongest team, and I'm using New South Wales because they have so many of these players who have other eligibility for other nations, it allows New South Wales to pick the strongest team that they can by the current eligibility laws. And it also allows Samoa to pick their strongest team, so therefore they have the strongest representative they can have when they play a test. Now, isn't that good for rugby league? Or by not allowing them to do one or the other, are we just weakening one of those two suits, whether it's New South Wales or whether it's Samoa, are we weakening one to just please the other? When I was a kid, and let's face it, that's a long time ago, there was an ordered way in which rep teams were selected. You played for your club, you played first grade, you then went to a city-country game, where the best of the city played against the best of the country before it became city origin. You then played for New South Wales, or in Queensland's case, you played for Queensland, and then from there, the best were picked to play for Australia. And there was no doubts left into the way the selection process was. You went from club to first grade to, for New South Wales, you had the city country, for Queensland and then New South Wales, and then on to Australia. Now, once the origin concept came in with the city country origin, that sort of just meant that there was only Sydney players ever being selected in those teams. And of course, once we got to origin level with at the state level, we had the best of the best again, I guess, being able to play wherever they wanted their club football and not letting it uh, affect where they were selected for state level. Because before Origin, if you were a Queenslander who'd come down to play in the New South Wales Rugby League competition, which was based in Sydney, you would be picked for New South Wales against Queensland. And then that's why New South Wales won a 1,000 series in a row before they decided to steal the Origin concept from the AFL and then evened the competition up, really, and allowed Queenslanders to move to New South Wales before we had uh, Brisbane come into the competition in 1988. And then, obviously, it became the ARL, and then, of course, now it has become... Well, it was Super League, wasn't it, really? But now it's the NRL, which is, in theory, a nationwide competition. So the ordered process of playing for Australia was there. Now, in the... Late 90s and into the 2000s, the NRL and the ruling body decided that they were going to play a test match on Anzac Day every year between Australia and New Zealand. Now that Australian team was picked before any Origin games were played, and indeed before the City Country game was played on, in certain years. So an Australian team was picked basically from club Four. And then, when the Origin series were played some time later, those teams were picked um, on Club Four. But what turned out was that those players who play who were picked in the Australian team to play against New Zealand. Some of those players didn't get picked for their state, and it ended up being other players being picked for their state in front of them. So the selection process had gone completely out the window from an ordered process up the ladder to everyone picking from the club, or more likely, as is what happened, the coaches became more important in selecting teams than a selection panel, which is how it used to be done. So the coaches and one or two other people would be in consultation with each other, and they would pick the team that best suited the coach's purpose for the plan that the coach had. So you would have the Australian coach who would pick... His seventeen for a test match against New Zealand that he felt best uh, suited the purposes of the way he wanted the game to be played, and then a month later you'd have two other coaches, one for New South Wales and one for Queensland, picking their own squads for the teams that suited their purposes and it didn't have any it didn't have anything to do with who'd played for Australia a month before those seventeen players. Had been picked for that, but that didn't mean they were automatic selections for their state, and that's what happened. Both New South Wales and Queensland would pick their squads, and those players in the 17 for Australia didn't necessarily get chosen to play for their state. So, if that's the case, when did it become a thing that it was more not it was not important to be playing for your state than it was to play for your country? And I guess that's what I'm coming, the point I'm coming around to is that we suddenly had international teams picked without form at the next lowest level, which was origin level. Now, of course, then people decided that an origin game became more important than international rugby league. And that's where Australia and the NRL have um, really put the boot in to international league over the past 10 to 15 years, because they've gone all in on the origin concept being the most important thing. Now, I don't know that the players believe that. I'm sure the players still believe that playing for Australia is more important than playing Origin. Uh, But that's not the way it was put by the networks. And, of course, we're talking about Channel 9 and Fox Sports, where, well, certainly Channel 9, because they had the exclusive uh, deals with showing Origin. And so Origin became more important than League in that respect, of of a television thing, of a commerciality kind of thing. And so the teams were selected separately of each other, and had no bearing on the form of an origin player to get picked for Australia, and vice versa. So, if that's being the case, why now does it matter whether we have some players who have declared that they wish to play for other nations? Now, some people are obviously saying at the moment, well, if you're playing for New South Wales or Queensland, that means you should want to play for Australia, because that's where we pick our Australian team from. Well, we've proven that for the last 20-odd years that we don't do that. The Australian team gets picked by the coach, who is now currently Mal Meninga, uh, to be the team that he believes will perform the best That the way he wants the game to be played. And uh, Freddie Fitler and Billy Slater are picking their own teams for origin level to win the games the way that they want to play. And it doesn't have anything to do with a and a selection panel getting together to pick those teams and then going on to pick the next team, the Australian team. So that being the case, the Blues, Maroons, Origin is completely separate from International Rugby League now. So they should be able to pick the best teams they can through the eligibility for those games and have that series and then have that series decided by those players. And then we come to internationals which are completely different and if you have four members of the Blues who are playing for Samoa and three who are playing for Tonga and the Maroons have the same number and then the rest get selected for Australia, well, that's just the way it is. It's like it is with the Origin series now. And in the long run, surely because Origin is not the burl and end-all when it comes to selection criteria for the Australian Rugby League team, that's because that has become its own tournament, and it's not tied to any other level of rugby league, and it's just New South Wales against Queensland. So by doing this, and by allowing players to play an origin, and still choose the country of their heritage, rather than necessarily of their birth, this is increasing the competitiveness of international rugby league. And... In fact, it will bring it back to being the most important level of representation, which is as it should be. International rugby league should be the thing that everyone strives for. So that we have an Origin Series with the people who are eligible for it, that's great. Now, if players from there don't want to play for Australia, they've chosen to play for someone else, that shouldn't be a problem because international football is different. And by increasing uh, the competitiveness of international rugby league, by having Tonga and Samoa and New Guinea, and the Cook Islands, and all of these new countries coming in that never had a chance of playing when I was a kid. We can have more internationals, which is what we should have. We should have more international rugby league. And then we can play against teams from England who, you know, instead of being Great Britain, it should be England and Wales and Scotland. And having a much more competitive international rugby league, which was what will make rugby league survive. Because without that... And if it's only played in Australia and New Zealand, then Rugby League can never really uh, compete with these other countries or these other sports at a different level. And Rugby League is better than that. At its best level, it is better than that. So when we come to talking about eligibilities, for me, I think it is a terrific thing that we have players who are born, bred bred schooled and played their junior football in a state, being allowed to play for that state even if, when it comes to international league, they choose their heritage over the country of their birth. That's all for today's edition of the Almanac Report. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you'll come back and check out further episodes down the track, right here on the podcast, Thoughts for the Metal Cabin. You have been listening to a Metal Cavern production.